This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's Obehave with Arden Moore. The show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Have Mike and Dog Leash and Cat Carrier must travel. This special episode is coming to you live from the 6th Annual International Boarding and Pet Services Association Conference in St. Louis. Yep, Pet Safety Dog Kona, Pet Safety Cat Casey and I loaded up our SUV and made the 11-hour trek from Dallas to St. Louis to speak and network at this prestigious conference. It turns out that my orange tabby Casey was the only feline attendee. And guess what? He was so good in the car. He never once did this. Are we almost there yet? Are we almost there yet? Are we almost there yet? He rode with comfort inside his pet carrier while Kona was attached to her harness leash on a comfy, comfy memory foam dog bed. And Kona was one of a handful of very well-mannered dogs here at the conference. Together, Casey, Kona, and I were there to teach about pet safety and our MacGyver program. MacGyver is the term I used that describes the tips tricks and tactics to use when your pet is injured and you don't have a pet first aid kit handy and the nearest veterinary hospital is far away. I was showing uh, attendees how to use things like uh, spare poop bags and shoelaces and sweatshirts and baseball caps and more to be able to help a pet who's injured to get them safely to a vet. So here at the IBPSA conference, there are a lot of pet professionals in attendance And we have a big treat for you guys because I was able to score some little mini interviews with some of the top dogs in the pet industry. So you ready to take a listen? Well, here we go. So let's get this special episode started right after we take this commercial break. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Pause up, everybody. This is Arden Moore, your host of the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. At this time, I want to do a special shout out to the sponsor of this episode, InnoVet. InnoVet carries a whole line of products for dogs, cats, horses, and other pets. One of their headlining products is CBD oil, and these are used nowadays to help pets dealing with arthritis, cancer, inflammation, pain, you name it. They offer a 30-day money-back guarantee on all their products. Innovet, the pet company that cares. Please check them out at InnovetPet.com. That's I-N-N-O-V-E-T-P-E-T.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Obehave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We are recording this episode from St. Louis, and specifically the IBPSA Conference. I am glad to have back on the show the one and only Carmen Rustenbeck. She is the CEO, that's Chief Executive Officer of the IBPSA. We've been saying that all show. You think I'd get it right. But I'm delighted to have you back on the show, Carmen. Thank you, Arden. It's a wonderful opportunity to speak with you again. You know how much I enjoy you and and your family coming along to visit. Yeah, Casey and Kona have really enjoyed. We've met a lot of friends here. And here's the thing. We're in 2018 now. The days of dogs being in the backyard and cats kind of being ratters outside are over. You know, this is a multi-billion dollar industry and there's catios and other new words in our vocabulary because pets are very much part of our family. So it sounds like the IBPSA is on a dual mission for both pet parents and pet professionals. We absolutely are. So when we talk to pet parents, I want them to understand that they need to ask very specific questions of their pet care service provider. One of the first questions is, have you been educated? Do you have any certifications? Then the next question is, if so, what are they? And can you show me those certificates? And then ask about how often the education happens with their staff, with management. You just really want to get into what they're doing and how they're doing it. Especially if you have a pet that is uh, fearful and um, has anxiety issues or separation issues, you want to make sure that that pet care service provider has had the right kind of training to handle your pet. And there can be staff turnover. Absolutely. In our industry, we have a really high staff turnover at the entrance level. So a lot of the times we use maybe high school or college kids. They come in, summer hits, they have to go home, you know, at the college level, whatever. And so that training needs to happen all the time. And so it can be quite expensive for the pet care service provider if they are not have a regular education program set up where it's rotating because they know those times when they're going to lose an employee is coming. So we really, really encourage them to have an ongoing educational program every month that somebody's So what are some things a good pet professional should know, whether they're a pet sitter, a boarding, a doggy daycare? Number one thing, pet CPR and first aid. That's the number one thing I want to see. You're near and dear to my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Mine too. Having had a pet who had seizures and then having a second pet who can find his way in a cactus any day of the week, I think it's important that you understand basic care. And, and, you know, not only for pet care service providers, but let's go back to the pet parent. Yeah, absolutely. Anything can happen at any time you turn your head and something can happen. And so you need to have those basic skills. So it's training on both sides for the pet parent and for the pet care service provider. I think what is so more important though about the pet care service provider is that they're providing care for a large amount of pets. Sometimes some facilities have 500 pets in their care. So when you're processing or taking care of that many pets, the amount of information you need to actually provide emergency services is much higher because it's probably more likely it's going to happen in that kind of environment. That's really good. So we got the pet first aid. It sounds also like behavior. Yes. So behavior, we wanted to understand for the pet owner, when they take their dog to a playground, 
they really need to understand the basics of doggy body language. Are you sure that dog is really happy or is that dog displaying symptoms of stress? And are you sure of the other dog that you're going to have a good meet and greet or not? So you need to get some education on that end. But for the pet care service providers, it's imperative that every member of the staff understands body language, especially if they're doing doggy daycare. Well, in our talk today, I gave, I got to tell you, I did a whole thing on canine moods and uh, many of them aced it. That's fantastic because it's very, very important that people in the pet care industry understand that, you know, those dogs are just like us humans sometimes, you know, we get grumpy, grumpy and overly excited and I'm a little shy. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So if we're that way, then we have to understand that they're that way too. And so we really, really want to make sure that that pet that we've brought into our facility that we've asked the correct questions of the pet parent and said, wow, is anything exciting happened in your pet's life? Did you guys go come back from vacation? Have you been on a hike? You know, ask the questions so that you understand the dog, what maybe, or the cat was happening in their life. And we're bringing them in into a facility that understands. That's really good. Now, what got you into the world of pets? Actually, I sort of fell into it. It was not on my radar. I started out in the Air Force as a financial counselor and had pursued a music degree and had a few other things that I had done throughout my life. And I Did you play the glockenspiel? <laughs> yes, I did. Actually, no, I played the <laughs> piano. Uh, but uh, the glockenspiel is pretty cool. Uh, so, no, uh, so I actually took a part-time job with an association that was a pet care association. And it ended up in a full-time job. And the individual, uh, I was so inspired by the people in the industry and their love for pets and how they wanted their businesses to succeed and they wanted to take care of the pets. I fell in love with them and I said, you know what, this is an industry I want to work in. And so um, I founded IBPSA and here we are eight years later. And uh, I got to tell you, this is my first conference. We met at another conference and uh, I'm looking at all, this is a record setting, right? Yes, it is. We've broken all the records, our largest conference ever and our largest on the exhibitor trade show floor and our attendees. We are now close to 275 at this or 375 at this conference, doubled our conference size from last year. So quite a large conference. And, and tell me, they're not just from the USA. Right. That's right. So I have people here from Asia. I have he- people here from Brazil. I have someone here from Canada. I have a couple that migrated from Ireland six years ago, opened a pet care facility in Dallas, Texas a year ago, and are looking to open their second. So we are very, very international in many, many ways. Well, we've been delighted to have Carmen Rustebeck on here. She's the CEO of IBPSA. And how do we find that alphabet? I don't know how we find that. So here we go. International Boarding and Pet Services Association. And thank you, Arden. As always, it's a pleasure. And what's your website? www.ibpsa.com. All right. We're delighted. Thanks, Carmen. Pause up. Pause up. This is Arden Moore, the host of the Obehave Show, and we're still in St. Louis at the IBPSA. That stands for International Boarding Pet Services Association. Shoo, that's a lot of words. But a little easier to pronounce is uh, a company called FetchFind. And with me today is the Director of Education. Give pause and applause to Linda Lobo. Welcome to the show, Linda. Hello. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, right now we're ahead of her booth. And who's with you at the booth? We've got Casey and Kona. Yeah, pet safety cat Casey, who tried to talk into the microphone, and Kona, who's getting a little bit of TLC. Right? Yes, yes. She is really happy right now. You know, education is so important for pet professionals as well as pet parents. Mm-hmm. Tell us, what the heck is FetchFind? 
So FetchFind is an online learning platform, and we provide pet uh, education for anybody who puts their hands on animals. So your dog walkers, daycare attendants, boarding, even reception at any of those facilities, groomers, retail, we do all of it. And for when it started off, it was going to the dogs, right? That is true, yes. You were trying to get your base. Yes, yes. And and dogs, you know, they, they require a lot of education. They have oftentimes really big, sharp ends. And so <laughs> it is important for us to understand what they're saying and what they're telling us. Um, and they are, you know, they're our, our, our best friends, but we also really love the cats. And it's important to understand what cats are trying to tell you as well. And a lot of people don't understand or even think about it. And they get into this industry because they want to work with with dogs and they want to play with puppies and they love cats but maybe they just don't understand quite as much what they're trying to tell you so we have to do full disclosure i have teamed up with fetch fine so tell us what we're doing that's going to the feline side yeah we have a program called feline fundamentals that i worked very closely with arden on and it was just a joy to put together and we're really proud of it and we um we want to bring all of that education to you guys and how does it work how, what what are we doing in this program yeah so there are different levels of subscriptions that you can purchase um, for all of your staff there's no limit to how many staff members you can enroll train all of your staff anybody coming on if you, you know, turnover is a problem, but we try to help reduce that. And online education is one way to do that. And so, you know, log on to fetchfind.com and uh, get your subscription. So let's do a few tips about cats. What's a few things that you can share that are definitely not dog-like? Yeah, one of the big things I think is, you know, in dog behavior, a loosely wagging tail lashing back and forth is often a sign that the dog maybe is friendly. For cats, it is exactly the opposite. (laughs) A lashing tail means this cat is not happy and you probably should back off. And what's some uh, a common mistake people do? They have a dog and a cat in the household. They think they're just like little dog, right or wrong? <laughs> wrong. I have two dogs and one cat. And, and give a shout out. Give the 411. Yes. Uh, Surf, Ryan, uh, those are my, my dogs. And Riku is my cat. And she is the love of my life. So um, why should we not treat them like little dogs? Well, cats are not dogs. They are very different. They evolved alongside us, but not quite as long as dogs have. So they don't tend to cooperate as much as dogs do. So they're not much into pleasing. Right, right. We have really put that into our dogs, but not so much into our cats. They're more independent, um, which can be a good thing. They don't require quite as much as dogs do, for better or worse, and sometimes that's why we love them. And I know sometimes as a a pet first aid instructor, it's easy for me to see there's a a dog in distress. But what about cats? Because they're both prey and predator. Yeah, cats tend to be a little more stoic with how they respond when they're in pain. So having like a wellness check that you do, and that's something that we train you to do in our Feline Fundamentals program, um, doing a wellness check every once in a while it can help you to notice if anything's different, if something might be sensitive. Your cat will let you know when you're doing that, or maybe you'll discover something. And sometimes at home, they may start to hide a little bit, right? Yes, that is true. So if you're noticing anything that is really abnormal, if your your cat is more withdrawn or hiding, it might be time to 
check them out, go take them to the vet, just make sure everything's okay. So is this your first time to St. Louis? It is my first time in St. Louis, yes. And what do you think about being here at the IBPSA? It's awesome. So far, I've had really great conversations with people. Some of our really good friends from Kennelwood are here, and so it's really nice to finally meet them in person. And speaking of first time, uh, Kona and Casey have been uh, big supporters of uh, FetchFine. I want your honest reaction when you finally got to meet pet safety dog Kona and pet safety cat Casey. They are awesome. I could not bring my animals to anything like this, so I'm very jealous. They have great temperaments. Um, They're very sweet. Kona has been hiding her head in my lap a little bit and um, accepting some pets, and Casey is really... He's tolerant. Purring, he's purring. Yeah, he's just constantly purring. He's alert. He's he's great. He thinks you're pretty marvelous. We're with Linda Lobo, and she's with FetchFind. Guys, go to FetchFind.com. Find out education is the best thing you can do to be a great pet parent or a great pet professional. Don't you agree? Yep, exactly. All right. Well, Casey says it's my fifth nap time of the morning, so I have to dash off. But it's been a personal pleasure to meet you miss linda all right thanks linda thank you so much hey next up on our docket here at the IBPSA, i got a couple of cool canine experts i'm talking about robin bennett and susan briggs and together they represent a dynamic duo called the dog gurus welcome to the show ladies thanks we're great it's great to be here. Yeah, thank you for letting us on. I didn't hear any woofs. That's not so good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So let's talk with you first, Robin. What the heck are dog gurus? Well, the dog gurus really are all about safety for the dogs and safety for the staff that take care of them. So really looking at professionalizing the pet industry, making sure that the dogs that are being cared for are being cared for safely with force-free methods and great opportunity to give them a good opportunity to have fun when they're away from their families. I like that. And and Susan, how and why do you want to be a dog guru? Well, because we figured out that our dogs are talking to us all the time in their language. We just don't always understand it. And so Robin and I actually have a pretty easy way to help people understand their language using the traffic management signal. And so we that's how we teach canine body language. Kona, you get to drive. So what the heck is the canine traffic management system? Well, most of us know when dogs are happy and um, comfortable and relaxed. So those are what we call green behaviors. Okay. And then most of us can also recognize when dogs are upset, growling, snarling, the red behaviors. So what we focus on is understanding the yellows before they get to red or if they're yellow, trying to get them back to green. So. And, and, and let's get an example, Robin, of a yellow behavior. Well, a yellow behavior would be a dog that's a little bit nervous. Maybe they have their ears back. Maybe they're crouching a tiny bit, but not that full-fledged like, whoa, I'm freaking out, because most people recognize that. So it are those really, really super subtle signs that the dog is beginning to get uncomfortable. It's what we like to call the dog is now just tolerating life. They're not enjoying it. They don't totally hate it, but it's not where we want them to live either. And those little subtle signs are things that people don't recognize. And I know there, I drink out of a coffee cup that says uh, wag more, bark less, <laughs> but there's a lot of good message from that. So uh, take it first from you, Robin. We talk at our dogs, but why aren't we listening? I think we're not listening because nobody has taught us 
how the dogs are talking to us. So, you know, I'm a trainer, as you know you are. We like to say supervise, 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 and that's great. People are watching their dogs, but we haven't actually taught them what they're seeing. So people just, they're standing there looking at their dogs with no idea that the dog is saying, help me, help me, get me out of this situation. And that's what we want to help um, pet parents as well as pet facility operators figure out because life would be better for dogs if we all were speaking the same language that the dog is showing us. We just haven't learned that. So Susan, give us an example of something a dog is doing, clearly communicating to us without uttering a single yip. I, the one I like to teach people is the closed mouth. Okay. Um, a lot of times when our dogs are relaxed and happy, the mouth's open. And if they see something that they're maybe concerned about, the mouth will close. That means I'm a little concerned. They figure out what it is, the mouth may open up again. So, so that one's easy. She smiles a lot. Kona smiles a lot. Is that a good signal? It can be, yes, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the lip licking is, you know, yeah. maybe that's a little uncomfortable um, where the tongue comes out real quick. Yeah. Um, and, you know, dogs will do that. It's how long it lasts and how many different signals are we seeing at the same time. So give me another good signal that we sometimes overlook. The one that I like to talk about, and this happens a lot when you have your dog at a dog park or you're out, like, at a fair or a community event and the dog comes up and essentially puts his little paws on you but it's not jumping so as trainers we're always like oh don't reward the jumping this is more of a panic like and it's the dog saying get me out of here I am done will you help me and I think a lot of times the dogs are asking us for help and we just you know push them off and say no no you're fine down there and they're really saying can we go home now and we sometimes miss that. And what about when you are a dog meeting another dog? I've always been told to do the loose leash, but what about our emotional state? Yeah, the dogs definitely can feel how we are feeling about the dog meeting another dog through the leash. And so staying loose leash is important. But I think we also know that dogs don't have to meet all the other dogs and it's okay to say no. Do you meet every person other than me, of course, Susan? You're like, oh, I want to meet Art and she's a rock star. But, I mean, you don't really rush up to everybody on the streets and want to meet them, right? No, and don't, I don't go over and say, hey, hello. <laughs> Let me sniff your butt, yeah, see what you had for breakfast. Yeah, no, you yeah. know. So. so that's a really good point, that not all dogs want to meet other dogs. Right? And it's okay. It doesn't mean they're mean or aggressive or anything's wrong with them. It's okay for your dog not to want to meet other dogs when they're out on the street. They may just want to be with you yeah. and enjoy their environment and sniff around. Right. So how do you politely tell someone that? insisting that their dog meets your dog, that your dog's really not into that. So Robin? You know, I actually do have this situation happen a lot. I have a lab and everybody thinks that he wants to meet everybody. And there's sometimes where I'll just tell the person, you know, he's busy right now. We have to go somewhere. And I just move away with him. If they're receptive to learning, I might point out some of his body language signals where he's saying, I don't want to meet you. And a good one is, I mean, we always talk about ask the, you know, ask the owner if you can pet the dog. But then I always say, ask the dog and then ignore what the owner says and listen to the dog. But if the dog is hiding behind the owner or you go, oh, come here, little guy. And the dog doesn't want to come forward. That's the dog going, not right now. Maybe not, not never, but definitely not right now. And that's, so I usually tell people, well, he just doesn't feel like meeting or he's tired, you know, and then I'll just take, I'll just go my own way and really be your advocate for your own dog because they might be telling you something and that person's ignoring it, yeah. then you have to step in to say, no, really, he does, it doesn't feel like meeting right now. I do, listeners, have to share this story. A few years ago, I was at Blog Paws, and I was here with Robin and a couple other folks, 
and we watched these two dogs that were on the ends of leashes of people who were not clearly paying attention to their pet. I have Kona right now on a loose leash, but I am keeping tabs on her. And you actually counted a countdown. Three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is we need to start paying more attention to our pets and not our phones and not our right. conversations and just let the leash dangle because a lot's happening below our knees. That's exactly right. And it and it doesn't, again, like Susan said, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your dog. It's a certain type of environment, just like with people. There's sometimes when I'm very outgoing and there's other times I'm like, I've done. I can't yeah. talk to anyone else. And so your dog might be happily greeting another dog, but then if you stay there, they might be saying, okay, I'm done. Can we move on? And you really do have to pay attention to those moments when the dog's like, okay, this is enough. And, and so what are the benefits to the dog and the person when you actually are doing a two-way communication? Finally. Oh, I know. The, and that's what the dog's like. Ah, somebody gets me. They you understand. only have two legs. I understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and the dogs, they just really appreciate and they trust you more and you have a deeper relationship and bond because they know you have their back and that you're not going to put them in situations where they're uncomfortable. And you can have that when you focus on the dog and their body language because they are communicating to you. So you guys do a lot of stuff about dogs, but you also have the business side too, right? That's correct. We work with a lot of pet care businesses, so facilities that really want to increase their quality of care and yeah. really do the right thing by the dogs, and they want the education to support that. So we help them learn how to really read dogs, and, and then on the business side of it, we help them to grow their businesses as well. So how did you guys meet? We met. And it better be PG. Yeah, uh, it is PG. Uh, we actually met in a Yahoo group many years Yahoo. ago, Yahoo yeah. group for doggy daycares and then we actually first met in person at an association meeting wow. many years ago over 20. Yeah. Oh. So what strength then, do you have and what strength do you have that makes it even stronger? What's your strength? My strength is the people training. Okay. I'm good at um, being... We don't always listen. Yeah, simplifying yeah. things and putting content together that's easy for people to learn and comprehend and grasp. And Miss Robin? And I'm more of the structured, like organizationally, for how we're operating our business. And then leadership, in terms of my background being military. So I have a lot of leadership training for that. I will say that Susan brings the step by step for the training of the people is one of is huge strength of hers and then she also has an accounting background she's she's got it, it figures she's, she's the bean counter. counter as well yeah. so and then i'm also a dog trainer so i'm a certified professional dog trainer so i have that part of it so be a good comp we have quite a bit of and then we have different personalities so i think we work really well together so susan years ago emailed me this was back before dropbox before <laughs> you know i won't say the internet didn't exist because it did but it was right around you know the beginning of that and asked me to write a book together. So we ended up writing Off Leash Dog Play. As oh, our I have that book. book, actually. And we wrote that before Dropbox, before a wow. lot of those tools that you have now. And we've never lived in the same state, but have been working together well, virtually for a while. I think dogs and two-leggers are very uh, lucky, dog unlucky, to have <laughs> the dog gurus. And I know it's a silly question, but how do we find you? Um, you can come to our website, which is www.thedoggurus with an S. So. All right. Wow. We're we just uh, spoke with Susan Briggs and Robin Bennett, and Kona listened in, was taking very dubious doggy <laughs> notes. Kona, what do you think? Yeah, they know us. They, they really got us. All right, guys. We're having a great time here at the IBPSA. We're going to hear from more of the pet experts 
here at the IBPSA after we tell you about one of our favorite sponsors. We're talking about Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories. As much as I like keeping our pets safe, I love to have a pet party. And this group really knows how to have the things you need to make it four paws up. We're talking pet party hats, bow ties, tutus, everything you need to throw a great pet party. And they even have table covers, party banners, Kate decorations, treat bowls, cups, bags. I'm just doing the Snoopy dance with all the fun and all the accessories that you can get at the Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories. How do you find them? Just take your nose and, well, not really, take your fingers and type out www.mollyandbanditpetparty.com forward slash pet life. Let me give it to you again, www.mollyandbanditpetparty.com petparty.com forward slash pet life. And you're going to find everything you need to have a party. I'm talking adoption anniversary, a dog birthday party, a bark mitzvah, Halloween, and my personal favorite, the why not party. Why not? This is a great way to bond with your pet in a fun, fun atmosphere. And you can get all the things you need by going over to Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories. Pause up party on. We're back and we're here in St. Louis. This is Arden Moore, your host of the O Behave Show. And we would be remiss if we did not spotlight a very, very special person in the pet field. I'm talking about Ben Day. And I know I'm known as the pet health and safety coach, but he's the pet safety dude. I mean, this guy is all about keeping two, three, and four-leggers safe. He is with Ben Day Business Consultants in Texas. <laughs> I'm in there now, but also I'm here at the IBPSA and he's the incoming COO, which stands for Chief Operating Officer, or Canines. We can figure out something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Arden. I'm happy to be here. And this guy's awesome. This guy doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. Mother Nature has been very nasty no matter where we are. Now, you and I are in Texas, but your members are all over the globe. Give us a little idea. You're giving a talk today. Correct. Yes, I'm, I'm talking about safety in an emergency environment. I mean, we've had lots of our clientele with hurricanes, fires, floods, and everything. Like like you said, you and I are in a spot that hasn't been hit bad, thank goodness. This is a... Yeah, that's one of those knock-on-wood moments. But, you know, it's something that you've got to plan for. You can't wait till oops, it's time. We have an emergency now. We have no plan. It's just helter-skelter. That just does not work. So for our listeners who do use boarding facilities and doggy daycares and have pet sitters, what are some things that they should be looking for in a pet professional business that says, if oops happens, that team is ready? Well, there's several things. I mean, I'm, I, I'm trying to become the master of disaster, as you call, or the, or the pet preacher of, of being prepared. But here's the thing about that is, if you have a, make a list of things you need, and I'm talking about transportation, how you get you two legs and four legs out the door, where you're going to go. Have a partnership with a second facility. Don't wait till it's too late and call ABC Pet Resort down the road and say, hey, you got any room? It's too late then. They're having issues you, you're having then. So you have that plan. And then I, I want you to do what I am going to talk about here this afternoon, and that is put a little money aside. Charge an extra nickel, as my grandmother would say. Get that plug nickel out, and you charge a little extra nickel in each one of your services. Put that away for a rainy day. And then if you have to put your pets in a 
hotel for a week because of the disaster, you got a little money. Insurance, yes, there's always insurance, but they're not going to pay for a while, and you're going to have to pay that bill on the spot, Arden. That plum nickel is plum brilliant well i thought so i mean i just something just came to me one day you know uh my dad's a preacher my mom's a teacher preacher's kids are the meanest teacher's kids are the dumbest so i've always had it made so i just <laughs> i was just having a thought you know a preacher's kid thought one day and that came to me because you well, know we're all about offerings at the church that's right praise <laughs> the lord and pass salute <laughs> so even though you're you have a preacher teacher as parents uh-huh. you were a other p a police officer i was an officer back in the day um I enjoyed that very, very much. Uh, I was uh, starving at that point in time because they don't pay police officers very well. And now I'm married to a teacher, and they don't they pay them worse. So that thus the BD business consultant. And what the heck is that? A teacher or BD business consultant? <laughs> I know what a teacher is. <laughs> BD business consultants. What we do, we're kind of an all round consulting where we have two sides of our house. We have a safety side. We write programs. We do safety inspections, and we do training. My whole thing is for my clients is I want you to walk the walk, just not talk the talk, because that's what I do. And like I tell my kids, do as I say, not as I do, but in this case, do as I say and do. Good, good. So So for the pet parents out there, give us a few tips because... You know, you do have a little warning for a hurricane. You have absolutely no warning for often for a tornado or an earthquake. What should we be doing in our families to keep us safe and our pets? Okay, ahead of time, you have to have a plan. You've got to have what I call a muster point. Everybody goes, is that you get mayonnaise with that mustard? No. Muster is an area that you go to in case of an emergency. You have to practice it, number one, with your pets and your family members. And number two, you've got to make it the same place all the time. So give me an example of a good muster. Okay, good muster would be across the street, down to the neighbor's boxes where the Jones live. If there's a fire in the front of the house, we're going out the back, around the corner, still down to the Jones. If there's a fire in the front, we're going down, out the side, down to the Joneses. And you need to articulate that to your guests in your house. If you have the in-laws over, if you have the outlaws over, who's ever at the house, you need to have that written down somewhere, especially if you have people that are coming to sit with your kids or your animals. They right. need to know the plan because guess what? Your animals, they're all smart. They're going to know where to go after you've practiced it a couple of times. Right, and knowing that place, that way you're not risking your own life to think that the child or the pet is still in the house. Absolutely, and because I have a, a little quick story, if I may. A father and two sons were by themselves. The mother had left for a business trip. The, uh, there was a fire. The father and the three-year-old went out the front door. The five-year-old went out the back. Father panicked, couldn't find the, the other child, went back in, and he did not make it out. So luckily, there, there wasn't any luck in this situation, which there really wasn't. They had no animal with them because the, animal, the dog was being right. boarded at the time. So. All right. And pets can panic, too. So it, I'm assuming you're wanting to make sure that pets know how to be in a carrier, wear a muzzle. Absolutely. And you have to practice with them that. You just, you just don't all of a sudden surprise them. Here, let me muzzle you up. And we're going down to the Jones mailbox. They don't appreciate that too much. No. You know, my wife muzzles me at time and I don't appreciate <laughs> that at all. So your pet will not either. So but make it a game. and so Make it a game. Said, yeah. But I have two toy poodles, Donnie and Daisy. And I'm telling you, we... I was we, hoping they'd be named Donnie and Marie. Not, well, no, I, we, we thought about that, but, you know, we, no, too much. But I like Donnie and you Daisy. Like Donnie and Daisy. I mean, Daisy Duke, you know, all that oh, stuff. Gotcha, so gotcha. we practice with them, and, and like I said, I always walk the talk. We practice with them. When my kids come over with the grandkids, we make it a game and practice. My five-year-old gets Donnie, my three-year-old gets Daisy, and we go, oh, I'm not going to tell you the name of my neighbor, but we go to the neighbor's mailbox. But you know what? You're just hitting another generation. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I do do that. I have uh, grandkids five, three, and now six months. The six month, he hasn't been over for a practice run yet, but he he'll be coming soon. So. It's got to be two to mustard. Yeah, yeah he, he honestly does. That's when I that's when I started too. Really? Yeah, at, at two years old, uh, my granddaughter, I I thought, well, you know, he's she's pretty smart, and it, you know, I wanted to get used to this rodeo thing that we're going to do this yeah. escape plan. And she started. It's a game. They love it. The dogs, they think they're going for a walk. I, and, I really like so, it because then it's in their brain. It's in their brain, and it needs to be natural. It needs yeah. to be like riding a bike, Arden. When you get on it, you know how to ride it. You don't have to think, oh, now I put my foot on the pedals. You know what to do. If there's a fire, if there's a flood, whatever, we're going to the Jones's mailbox. Okay, I got that. Now, people want to know what the heck IBPSA means. I say jokingly, it yeah. sounds like alphabet soup, but it's really an organization that is good for all. Yeah, the International Boarding and Pet Service Association, we have a, a, an open-door policy, as you would say. We take all in the pet industry, and we really, what we're trying to do is be an educational arm for the pet industry. We want you to learn from A to Z, from uh, airborne diseases to zoonosis. We want everything in between for you to know what to do. And I, uh, I gave a speech, oh, it's been about three years ago, and the name of the speech was Rumble in the Jungle, A to Z. And for two hours, I started the, the A in the alphabet and went to Z and ended with zoonosis. And I taught that each little letter of the alphabet, something about the industry, how we can edu- educate. It, yeah, I, I speak all the time, but that was the longest speech prep I've ever done. Well, 26 letters, man. Yeah, 26 letters. But it's, uh, there's so many uh, nuances to our organization and things that we're doing, really fun things. One real quick thing, because I know you, you're in a hurry, Arden, but we're going to start what maybe we're going to call a picks group, meaning we'll get about eight or ten folks in a region together, and they may be in competition but not right with each other, and we'll come in and talk about, hey, what are we, what are we doing right? What are you doing right? Oh, I, I want to try that or whatever. And we'll have a third-party facilitator. So that way it's not anybody that has any skin in the game, and they'll just move it along. We're, we're, that's something that's on the horizon, a little tidbit that I'm sharing that we're going to do. Well, you've done a lot of things. You've been a police officer, you've been the son of a preacher and a teacher, and you're married to a teacher. I have a feeling this is where your heart is. I, I, it really is. I, when they talked to me about doing the COO thing, I said, okay, I'll do that. And, I'm, you know, I'm not a young chick anymore. I'm, I'm about to hit that another decade, as uh, my kids say, you know, the, Technology is not my friend, but yeah, I'm getting there. And my son's been warning my beauty business consultant business, you know, and I, I'm going to take a little step back. Am I going to totally step out? No. And if the profit margins don't stay up, Daddy be right back in. I'm telling you. Mama needs a new pair of shoes, so, you know. What's a parting message you can give to pet parents? What's a good thing they can do to keep their pets safe? What they need to do to keep their pets safe is think about their pets. Think ahead for their pets. Make sure that their pet is a number one priority, just like they would if it was their grandchild or anything else. A, a, a safe pet is a smart, happy pet. We got it. And we're talking to Ben Day. He is the incoming COO of IBPSA. Right. And, and Kona's here listening and her tail's wagging. Oh, I think you've got another canine friend. Thank you. I love them. I need all the, can- I need all the friends I can get, period. So. All right. We're <laughs> delighted to have Ben Day on our show. And, guys, that's it, listeners from St. Louis. Kona, Casey, and I are delighted that you tuned in to the special episode where we spotlighted some cool folks really making a difference for pets on this planet.
At this time, also, I want to give a big pause up to my producer, Mark Winter. He is the wizard of pause. Pet Life Radio is the number one must-go-to pet radio network on the planet. And we both are honored because the Old Behave Show has been honored as a four-time finalist for the podcast awards. And Miss Oprah Winfrey said, you know what? I think I'm going to say Arden Moore's Old Behave Show is one of my top three pet podcasts on the planet. So we're very, very honored. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.